One hand speaks. Here we go. Okay, my friends, podcast number 156. And this one, this one is having the international travel overtone. I have been engaging in quite a bit of internet. Okay, let's not edit that out and keep going. I have been in a lot of international travel these past few years. Simply loving it. Simply loving it. Trying to catch up on podcasts and other cool things about all that great stuff. And I got to tell you, there are so many cool people that you meet, especially as a solo traveler. I meet, of course, other people in the culture that are reaching out to me. But then I also meet other travelers that are traveling. And that's one of my favorite parts. I'm going to keep this podcast pretty focused simply on one aspect of that. There's this woman that I have run into a couple times while traveling around the world, and and that's what this podcast is going to focus on. But let me say, I spent a couple days in Chesky Krumlov in the Czech Republic doing Moldavite stuff and just visiting the city. It was a beautiful bed and breakfast. It was great. You know, the thing is, is that... (laughs) The first night I'm there, I'm talking to the people. And yeah, there's one woman from New Zealand. That's great. You know, there's some other uh, European travelers. But my main housemate is this guy from Las Vegas, right? I'm on the other side of the planet. And who do I run into? A guy from Las Vegas. Yeah, give it up one time for my traveling comrade, Bones. Yes, that's his real name, Bones. Great guy. Great guy. And just other quirky things when I'm traveling. So let, let me just get right to it. Let me not waste any more time. I just recently got back from Nepal. I've done a number of podcasts about spending time in Nepal. And I, I really wanted to talk about this because, I, because I've had, I had a number of interesting experiences while I was there about encountering people, okay? Especially this woman that I have saw a few years ago in Tibet of all places, right? But l- let me share this with you. I sat down at this coffee shop near Budnath Temple. And, uh, you know, I, there was a guy having coffee, you know, uh, mid to late 20s chap, really cool looking dude. I sat down, we waved at each other, no big deal. And, you know, apparently he told me later he was trying to decide whether or not I wanted solo space And uh, he decided that he just wanted to talk to me anyway. And he's like, hey, man, don't I know you? (laughs) And I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you don't. He's like, no, I've seen you before. And I was like, okay, this happens to me a lot, but definitely not on the other side of the planet in a different country like Nepal, right? And this guy's like, oh, no, no, no. I saw you online because I follow a hashtag and I've seen your images on there uh, in relation to Katmandu. He's like, so I kind of do know you. And we had a great conversation, had a sweet Buddhist overtone. But I thought it was really interesting that the guy recognized me from my posts online. That was a really interesting encounter. And then we still keep in connection a little bit. I think that's great. Now, again, at Buddhanath Temple, I was 
walking to the same coffee shop and I walked past one of the money exchange places and I noticed some Asian women in there. I, I couldn't tell you exactly where they were from, but there was something there when I was looking at them and one of them was looking at me, but you know, I was just walking by, so I didn't really think of it that much. And I went up to the coffee shop. I was hanging out and, uh, you know, these women came in and sat down and they came in and sat down and then they were kind of walking by me to go to their table. And one of them was like, Hey, I know you. <laughs> and in the back of my head, I thought, Oh, this is so weird. This is so weird because I just had this experience a few days ago with this guy here. And she's like, yeah, no, I know you. We met in Malaysia. And it it automatically hit me, not her, but how we were connected. And I just said, Gladys, the queen of Malacca. And she started laughing. She's like, yeah, you came to, uh, I think her name's Sue. You came to a birthday party with Gladys. And we were all there. She's like, I totally remember you. I recognized you when you walked by the money exchange spot. And I got a picture of her. I'm going to send it to Gladys, the queen of Malacca, because I had a great time in Malaysia. But mind you, I'm in Nepal. I'm in Nepal. This guy recognizes me online. And then this other woman who I met once in Malaysia, I just happened to meet her at Budanath Temple, Budanath Stupa. Just totally quirky. I, I, I totally got to send that image to Gladys. I had such a great time in Malacca, Malaysia. Oh, my word. And all those memories came back when we were just hanging out. We took a couple pictures and she moved on. She moved on. Lo and behold. All right. Here's another quirky thing. This was happening towards the end of my stay in Nepal, but I got a Facebook chat from a woman that used to live in Boise, Idaho. She's Buddhist. She does a form of Buddhist dance. And she ended up, she used to be a student of the woman that I went to Tibet with last year on a, on a Buddhist pilgrimage. But Leanne used to live in Hawaii. And then now she lives in Nepal. Out of nowhere, I get this email. She's like, oh my God, Alejandro, you're in, you're, you're in Nepal. I live in Nepal. So here I am. I meet with her one day. She wants me to mail some letters for her, take some letters back and uh, mail them to her children. And it's so funny because I actually spent a lot of time, a fair amount of time with Leanne in Boise, like 10, 12, 13 years ago. And now she's in Nepal. She lives in Nepal. And so here we are again, Budanath Temple. That just seems to be my connection place of people, Budanath Temple. I spent an afternoon with her, hanging out, talking, getting caught up, doing these kind of things. And we both were like, I, I can't believe we're here in Nepal. And we both used to live in Boise. And here we are in Nepal. It was just so, the world is such a big place for such a small planet kind of thing. You know, it was just really slightly funky bizarre, slightly funky bizarre. And of course, I came back, I brought her letters to her and mailed them off to her kids. Really cool experience. Really cool experience. Now, okay, here's another, just another thing, thing, right? I'm, I'm walking through the streets of Tamal, the area of Tamal in Kathmandu, Nepal. I'm walking by this gem shop and I look up and I had to double take and back up. I actually, I actually stopped, did a double take and backed up, looked at this sign on the wall that said, yes, sign on the door. Yes, we sell Moldavite. And Moldavite was spelled incorrectly. 
And I was like, okay, I definitely got to come back to this place. And every time I came by, probably three, four times they were closed. I took a picture of that, said, yes, we sell Moldavite. And I posted it on Moldavite Society Facebook page, which is one of the uh, most used Facebook sites, pages for Moldavite. Just people interact globally all over the world. I posted something, and then, like, I don't know, a few hours later, there's other posts on my posts from a a guy on the site who makes jewelry, right? (laughs) And uh, he's like, oh, hey, man, are you you in in Kathmandu? Because so am I. (laughs) It's so funny. We met. All right. Okay. So we communicated a bit. He's like, oh, I'm I'm in, I'm in tomorrow for one night. You should come out for dinner. We're at an Italian place in Nepal. Moldavite guy, very prominent Moldavite jeweler, right? And he actually knows a mutual friend of ours that lives in, a Moldavite friend of, of ours that lives in China, who I went and visited a few years ago when I went to uh, Tibetan China in the Shaolin Temple in uh, 2017, right? So yeah, I met him from dinner. We had a great time. We had a great connection. And it was just so funny that I posted that on a Facebook page and then five hours later, I'm meeting with this guy. He lives in Spain of all places, but he gets a lot of his jewelry work done in Nepal. So he also spends a lot of time in Nepal and he was flying out the next day. So it was really good to connect with him, but that was kind of weird because we've connected. I follow him on on Facebook a bit. He's got a great Etsy page. Uh, Maybe I'll get a link down in... uh, down below on my website there in the show notes, in the show notes. So, you know, those are all the quirky, weird kind of things that have occurred when I was in Nepal. Just a really, you know, Nepal was really hip. I did a number of podcasts, so you have to check them out. Uh, my last 10, probably seven, seven of them are about Nepal, going to Nepal, being in Nepal, getting chased by monkeys in Nepal. Yeah, Funkalicious, Funkalicious. So, let, okay, let me get to the bulk. Let me get to the bulk. Okay, I'm in Nepal. I spend the first four days in the Tamil area, Tamal. I did a couple days at Budanath. Uh, you know, I was going to the monkey temple. And one of my main goals was going to the uh, Dzogchen Monastery in Godavara, Nepal, which is like an hour and a half south of Kathmandu. Very beautiful area. Very beautiful area. And the head Rinpoche at this monastery is my teacher, Dzogchen Kempochoga Rinpoche's brother, Gaydak, who I've known only slightly for the last 20 years. I've met him probably a handful of times. Um, and I wanted to visit the monastery. You know, I, I see him a lot online, and and I'm Buddhist, so why not go, right? So I show up. It's a hard travel. It took a little bit to get there. I was a little bit tired. It took a lot of work. My bags are heavy. So, you know, I get settled in and I got a little room. You know, I'm staying with all the all the monks and it's great because it's a monastery. And it's a monastery for up and coming monks, right? So it's kind of like the Shaolin Temple. I mean, there were kids there aged six all the way to 17, 18. And then, you know, a couple monks in their mid-20s and then, you know, monks in charge in their 30s. But very, very cool if you're Buddhist, if that's your thing. And it's my thing, so I'm doing it. And, uh, 
you know, I'm trying to get settled in. It's a little bit different than, you know, the time I've been spending in Nepal, and it is a monastery, so uh, it takes some flow. The room is really cold. It, I'm just trying to get settled. I don't know when practices. I don't know when we're going to eat. There's just all these things, and so I take a little nap. I miss some practice. I take a little nap. And I wake up, and I'm just kind of stretching. I'm thinking about taking a shower. It'd be nice to take a shower. I'm standing outside my door. You know, little little monks in training are running around. Lamas in training are running around. And uh, I'm just hanging out. This is so weird. I'm just hanging out. Now, there is a, a Canadian girl there, you know. And she, I notice her because, well, she doesn't look Nepalese, right? And I just notice, I'm like, okay, she must be here on something. And then she walks out of the building with someone else, and I didn't quite notice at first, but I, I'm just hanging out, and all of a sudden I hear my name with the tone of utter surprise. And it sounded something like this, Alejandro? And, and I looked around, and I was like, oh my gosh. Kathy, I, what, what, I was like, what are you doing, doing here? And she's like, well, Alejandro, what, what are you doing here? I was like, well, I happened to be in Nepal. I thought I'd spend a couple of days with Gaydog Rinpoche. And we hugged so deeply. And this Canadian girl was like, you guys actually know each other. And I, we were like, yes. And she's like, the Canadian girl, as she said, asked, she said, did you both know you were going to be here? And we both said no. You know, so we had dinner together. You know, I mean, we hung out basically uh, for a number of days. Actually, I had a I had a phenomenal time at the, the Dzogchen Monastery in Nepal. But during one of the meals, I sat with them. I mostly sat, sat with the monks because they wanted me to, but you know, I wanted to sit with the ladies, and they speak English, so we could communicate a little bit. And, uh, you know, I was hanging out, and we it was breakfast or lunch, and, and uh, I just mentioned to Kathy, I was like, Kathy, do you remember the last time I saw you? And it it took her by surprise. And uh, she must have forgot that the last time I saw her was in Tibet, which was also completely by surprise. Now, now this is totally weird, right? Because first of all, I can't believe that I'm seeing her in Nepal at a Buddhist monastery, like totally out of the blue. And she's there on like a two-month retreat. I just happened to be coming through for two days. But I was like, Kathy, do you remember the last time I saw you? And we were eating, and she totally was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. I was like, yeah, you forgot. I could tell. But I was like, I've been thinking about this all day. The, the last time I saw you was in Tibet, and that time we both had no idea— <laughs> We both had no idea that we were going to see each other. Like she, she, th Kathy, this woman was, she knows this monk in Tibet at the Dzogchen Monastery in Tibet. And she is staying at his place. She's like the attendant in training for gosh knows how long, a week or a month. I'm not quite sure. On Okay, that monk invited the party of people, the medical mission. I went to I went to Tibet on a medical mission in 2017. I was there for 12 days, and then I spent like another 12 days in China. I had a great time. I went to the Shaolin Temple. <coughs> such, such an amazing experience in 2017. But this monk had invited us because we were doing this medical mission in a very small village. My teacher's families. 
uh, village. They, they live in this, well, very poor village in, in the middle of nowhere in eastern Tibet, the Kham area. Uh, yeah, so you talk village, I'm talking village, like, yeah, on the verge of third world, like, just really quite amazing. People there definitely need medical service. This monk invited us because of the work we were doing. He didn't tell Kathy and this other woman who we were. He just said, we're in, we, we, we have guests coming over. They prepared this lavish meal. And it's so funny. I walk in, and who's standing there but Kathy? She's like, Alejandro. I was like, Kathy, <laughs> what are you doing here? And she's like, what are you doing here? I was like, well, obviously it's a Buddhist thing, but did you know I was coming? I asked, and she said no. And did you know I was here? No. So we were talking about that. And then, you know, the Canadian girl was like, so you guys met in Tibet the same way that you met here, and you didn't know each of you were going to be in that location at that time. And we both said no. And of course, we're Buddhists. So the Canadian girl was like, well, that's some interesting karma that you guys have. And we started laughing. And I was like, why? I wonder where I'm going to see you next, you know? And Kathy, we were on a Buddhist internship together, my first two-month internship, a deep Buddhist training at the um, Dzogchen Retreat Center. You know, my my teacher, we have 160 acres uh, in the state of Oregon, and I, you know, I go on these long internships, like I train deeply in Buddhism. And Kathy was there in 2014. She was on my team. I was a team leader. And, you know, I had to organize a lot of stuff. She was on my team. We acquired a very good friendship in those five weeks. Uh, and then then we have a two, like two and a half week ceremony after that. So yeah, it's totally, you know, it's two months long. Um, and we spent a lot of time together. And we acquired a really good friendship. It was great, you know, and I, I, I kind of looked for her the next couple of years, but she was just doing other Buddhist things. And, you know, I didn't see her for a couple years, 2014, 15, 16. And then lo and behold, in 2017, I run into her seemingly, air quote, randomly in Tibet. Like it was just, it was such an interesting experience to see her there. We were both stunned. And then uh, three years later <laughs> in Nepal, you know, just, you know, it's funny because it's su- such a big world when we're traveling. You're doing international travel, all these things. But at the same time, it's such a small planet. It's like, oh, yeah, here I am in Chesky Krumlov, Czech Republic. And who's my roommate? Uh, a guy from Las Vegas. And then another time I was uh, spending the night in Prague. I did one night in Prague uh, to go to a didgeridoo concert before I flew to Finland. I was on a speaking tour in 2015. So I spoke in Finland and Austria and Estonia and Singapore. Yeah, get back. But I have a good didge friend uh, who was putting a concert on. He invited me. So I just went up for the day. So I took a bus up. I, I You know, I stayed at this great really popular rockin' hostel. It's more of a hotel, but, um, you know, we pull in and, 
you know, there's some other people in my room, you know, it's like a room of four or five people. No one's there, but they have all their stuff out. And I'm kind of just like eyeballing their stuff. And I look up and I look at this hat and I'm like, no way. And the hat says, I love Idaho. I can only assume the guy or the girl lives in Idaho. But I thought, you know, what is going on that I'm on the other side of the planet and my bunk mate is from Idaho? Just, yeah, I get it. It's a small, small world when you're traveling, international travel. So all the travelers are staying together. I get it. And then if you happen to be Buddhist, doing Buddhist things when you're traveling, sure. So it makes sense that I run into Kathy in Tibet. I run into Kathy again in Nepal. I see this woman uh, that I met in Malaysia again in Nepal because that whole time I was in Malacca had a Hindu-Buddhist overtone. Okay, but there are 7 billion people on the planet, and I got to be running into the same people over and over? Well, at least Kathy. Makes for some pretty cool solo international travel. And uh, yeah, there you go, my friends. Just a little just a little One Hand Speaks podcast coming your way. This one numbered 156. And you know what? I got a three-year anniversary coming up sometime in May. Um, I actually think it could be next weekend, next, uh, next podcast. Uh, so I'll keep you posted on that. I'll see if I'll maybe do something special. Who knows? Who knows? And just so you know, yes, this podcast did show up a day late. I have been moving. We're in the COVID situation. I just couldn't get to the podcast last night. So uh, hang with me, my friends. I sincerely apologize. And with that, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it go. It's been 20 minutes, and I really enjoyed telling this story to you all. And I'm hoping to get some more international travel in when we can actually get out of our houses. So with that being said, my friends, keep your, keep your masks on. Keep your hands clean. Take care. Be cool. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets. <laughs>